Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone, and it is uh, it is 5 p.m. here in Plano, Texas, so that means it's the uh, official start of the seventh edition of Everybody's Hotline, um, and if you're unfamiliar with that or what that means, or if you're a first-time listener, um, this is a uh, reoccurring episode here on Jackson Talks Everybody, where I have a phone number open um, for people to call in for uh, one hour, um, depending on who calls in or what kind of calls we get. But um, the premise is for open and honest conversation, uh, for connection, um, for creating deeper relationships or um, whatever that may be, or just kind of shooting the shit and hanging out and, uh, and seeing what kind of, uh, conversations we can, uh, we can have. So that's the premise of the hotline. Um, this is the seventh edition of that. Um, the previous six, um, have gone, uh, very good. Um, we generally don't get a lot of calls. Um, usually it's anywhere between one and three. Um, we've had a few where we get zero. Um, and so I have some some stuff that I'll, I'll talk about throughout the hour. Um, if we don't get any calls uh, and no conversations are had, um, then this will be about a 30 minute episode in length. If we do get calls, it could last a lot longer than that. Um, I won't cut off anyone because um, the point of this is really to have conversations. So if we're flowing and we're feeling it and uh, we're grooving, then we're just gonna keep rolling. Um, but again, if we don't get any calls, uh, I've got about 30 minutes of things that I wanna kind of uh, discuss and talk about today. Um, so if you're familiar with this format, um, if you're a returning listener, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, if you're a first time listener, also thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully you like it. Um, if you haven't already subscribed, uh, if you like this episode, share it with a friend, uh, and then maybe give us a review uh, on Apple. Um, but if none of those things happen, I appreciate you watching, listening. Um, hopefully something that I say <clears throat> throughout this episode resonates with you and uh, kind of uh, invites you to dig a little deeper into your uh, into your own life and maybe what it means to you um, and your relationships and your life. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for being here. <clears throat> but... Uh, as most of you know, if you're a returning listener, you know that I start this show off, whether we have a guest, whether we're doing a solo episode, whether we're doing a hotline, um, that I start the show off in a very specific manner. Um, I think the question, how are you, is one of the most important questions um, today that we have. Um, and I think it, it could be an invitation to, uh, to have more honest, open conversation. Um, it's not that you should share everything or every detail, every part of your life with everyone anytime they ask you how are you but I think there's a few people in your life when they really ask how are you that you feel open enough and connected enough with them that you can answer honestly um, and you guys can kind of go back and forth and have a significant meaningful dialogue about how you feel and you can connect deeper from that <clears throat> and so if you're listening to this podcast um, or you're watching it on YouTube um, I tell you right now to pause this episode and ask yourself, how are you doing? Check in with yourself right now 
and see what you need. Maybe you need a rest. Maybe you need to drink some water. Maybe you need to move your body. Um, maybe you need to binge a show on Netflix. Whatever you need, take it. You deserve that. And then once you've checked in with yourself, <clears throat> check in on a friend. Check in on a friend, a family member, uh, a colleague, um, a peer, uh, a teammate, a classmate, whatever it is. Maybe go check on them, see how they're doing, and then we can kind of support each other in this journey uh, of life and trying to uh, create deeper connections and more meaningful relationships because I think that's one of the most important things, one of the most important tools we have in uh, having fulfilled happy life is, is meaningful, valuable relationships. So I encourage you to pause um, this episode. Go do that right now. Um, and then once you do that, come back to me. Um, but if you're driving or if you're on a run, if you're listening to this while you're cycling or on the elliptical, um, do it afterwards. Do it after you're done um, or do it when it's safe to do so. Um, but I encourage you to do that. Um, so, yeah. Cheers. <clears throat> also, uh, yeah, <clears throat> definitely want to address um, this very important topic um, is my hair. I know it's kind of um, it's kind of getting out of control. It's a bit longer than I usually have kept it. Uh, I think this is the longest it's gotten. Um, like in the middle of quarantine when everything was closed last year, um, and we couldn't get haircuts and stuff. It got I think it got to this length. Um, but now I'm doing this on purpose. Um, <clears throat> so for those that have really wanted me to grow my hair back out. Um, for the longest time since I cut it, you're not getting that. We're not going that length. So, so take a breath, <laughs> take a beat. <laughs> um, but I am trying to grow my hair out so that for my upcoming baseball season, which I'm a, a co- I'm an assistant coach uh, on a 13 year old team, which I'm super pumped about that. <clears throat> but I'll get back to that in a second. But when I was playing in college, um. Uh, you know, I think sometimes baseball players um, have funky hair. I think all athletes kind of do. It's kind of like a mojo thing um, for a team rally, for team camaraderie. Uh, kind of makes you feel, I don't know, makes you, makes me feel cool and, uh, and different. And so I'm going to kind of bring that back as a coach. I'm trying to go out a mullet. So right, I really want it real long in the back. It's, oh, I've always, I've had it short for a long time now. So it's, it's kind of long on top, um, as you can see. <clears throat> But it's taking a bit longer for it to grow uh, in the back, so I'm trying to I'm trying to not cut it, trying to grow a little mullet boy, uh, and then maybe do a little mohawk slash mullet at the same time for this upcoming season. I don't think it's going to be ready uh, for March is when our season starts. I think I'll really be fired up and ready to go with the mullet slash mohawk in pristine condition uh, in about May. Um, so this episode will already come out. This episode will come out in in uh, in March because today's date is, is February eleventh, two thousand and twenty-one. So usually we do four weeks out um, for those episodes when I'm really grooving and have a lot of guests and stuff like that. And I'm recording you know one or two episodes a week, which is awesome. Um, so about four weeks from now, this will come out. So it'll be March. So April maybe it might be good, but I think May will it be real real nice. So I'll have it for May and June. Um, and then possibly we'll see where I want to go with my hair, you know, come summertime. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm a coach. If you didn't know, I'm a coach um, for a 13-year-old uh, uh, baseball team with the Dallas Tigers. 
pretty sweet organization. I actually played with them when I was coming up. Uh, I'm not sure what age I played with them. My mom could tell you because um, <clears throat> she remembers all that information. Because um, I played, she put, we had, I mean, it was basically my mom and I were the ones who kind of traveled everywhere to every tournament, uh, early morning games, practices. Um, she was the one that took me to everything. Um, she's a rock star. Um, so, and she remembers all that information. Uh, she still has all my baseball stuff at their house. And so I've been kind of looking through that, feeling a little bit nostalgic about, about my career, uh, where I took baseball, um, what that meant to me in my life. And, and now kind of um, being back in baseball. Um, Cause I played high school ball at Plano West, which is in Plano, Texas. Um, I was actually all state my senior year. Um, one of the best players in the state. Um, and then I played Division One baseball at South Dakota State University. Um, yeah, I was all-conference, all-American type stuff. <clears throat> and then I stopped playing ball in 2014 and kind of felt a little salty uh, about the whole thing. Um, I thought I should have um, maybe moved on farther or, or done more with my career. But I think in the back of my mind, I was always really wanting to just be in wrestling. Um, and that may have, uh, may have held me back a bit. Um, and so, yeah, so after 2014, I, I, um, yeah, I was a little salty on baseball and, uh, just didn't really want to be a part of it and didn't want to coach, didn't want to watch, um, and, uh, you know, hopped right into wrestling. And that was an amazing, an amazing transition for me being able to really go super far and accomplish so much in my baseball dream and then hop right into my professional wrestling dream and being able to do so much in the last five years with that has been incredible. And then now over the last couple of years, you know, I've, as you know, if you're a listener, a regular listener, you know, I've gone through a bunch of changes um, with my mindset and, and what I believe in and my purpose and my, and my core philosophy as a human uh, have a lot of changes over the last couple of years. Um, and, and one of those kind of switches uh, I've made is about baseball. Um, and, and I have like a renewed passion for the sport and also, you know, for helping people and, and for, for trying to incorporate uh, what I learned as a baseball player, um, what I'm currently doing as, as a mental health activist um, and just being an athlete my whole life and, and just kind of intertwining both of the two to create some sort of a... Um, just to be able to pass on that knowledge of, of both worlds coming together to these young athletes, especially young boys um, who, uh, who need that kind of teaching about mental health and, uh, <clears throat> and mental performance when it comes to them as a, a, a player and an athlete, but them also as a human, because I think those two are separate, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm diving back deep into that as a baseball coach thanks to David Bodson, who was on this podcast um, a while back. Um, he's the head coach of the team, and he was actually a coach of mine, and he gave me private lessons um, when I was younger. Um, so it's kind of come full circle, and we're coaching on the team that I used to play with, and uh, now I'm back in baseball. And uh, the Dallas Tigers work with a facility. that They practice at a facility called Elite 5 Tool Fit, and, uh, and I'll be starting to do courses there, a mental performance course specifically designed for the baseball and softball players that train there. Um, and there's 10 pillars uh, of that course, um, you know, about calm, being calm under pressure, confidence, optimism, focus, growth mindset, leadership, creating culture, how to maintain motivation, time management, 
and how to um, decouple yourself from who you are as an athlete and who you are as a person. Um, because whether you win or lose or are successful uh, on the sport that you play, you're still a human who's enough and valuable and you matter. And being able to distinguish between the two, I think, is very important for coaches and, and for players. Um, for a very long time, I was I, my whole identity was baseball. <clears throat> and, and on one hand, that's really important. Or on one hand, that can be really um, not important, um, can be really beneficial to your career because you that's your sole focus, right? Olympians have that, right? <clears throat> People who are really successful in one thing have that one track mind. They identify as that thing. Um, but when you stop playing that thing, it can be a detriment um, because you don't really know who you are outside of that sport. And so I think um, teaching people, especially young boys and young girls who are playing baseball and softball, that they can separate the two and still be very fo- hyper-focused um, on achieving whatever they want to achieve, whether that's playing a varsity high school, whether that's getting to collegiate level, whether it's going beyond that, whether that's Olympic dreams. You can still have that, but I think having, knowing who you are as a human um, and, and um, having the two separate, like win or lose or draw, I'm still a valuable human who matters. And I, th- um, you know, I think that's an important distinction to make because um, we see a lot of athletes, especially now in, in the news, talking about their mental health struggles. And I think that's amazing um, because young men and women who are in sports now are going to see that and, and feel okay about what they might be struggling in and how vulnerable they can be. Um, and I think vulnerability uh, is, is, is a superpower for, for everyone, not just athletes and not just humans, but for, for everyone. Um, because it allows us to, to be ourselves and get to know ourselves on a deeper level. And the more we know ourselves and how we tick and how we operate, it can make us more successful in our sport and also just in our relationships and, and as people. Um, so long-winded kind of a statement to say that, you know, I'm back in baseball. I'm very excited about it. Um, super pumped to be, to be uh, putting on a course, a mental performance course um, for those athletes. Um, at Elite 5 Tool Fit, and uh, and hopefully that goes beyond that. You know, hopefully it goes to some of the high schools in the area, maybe some junior colleges. I don't know where it's going to take it. I don't know where it's going to go, but it's an organ. It's been an organic kind of thing for me to start in baseball again. Like I, I didn't press for it. I didn't like go after it. It just kind of flowed to me, um, and that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep on that trajectory and on that path, and see what pivots I can make and, and where we can take this because it's like such a beautiful combination of like everything that I'm really, really, really inspired and passionate about. Like one hand on mental health, mindset and, and sports and baseball and helping people and like the athlete and all that stuff is like super, super cool to me. And it's very powerful. And it's something that I've been my whole life. Um, and I've made some transitions to do this, to do that. And now bringing it back full circle while, while still really doing a lot of the other stuff that I'm passionate about seems I just, I feel, um, I feel lucky, you know, I feel really lucky to be in this space, um, with these kids and, and being motivated by them and, and seeing how well they play and how much fun they can have and, and trying to integrate that play and fun into my life as well. And then trying to teach them some little nuggets of wisdom along the way that they can take beyond a sport or beyond a field, you know, into their life, um, which is very much important to me. Um, so, yeah. I think that leads me perfectly to um, to Tom Brady. Like, so I told you today is um, February 11th. 
And so the Super Bowl was a few days ago. And we saw Tom Brady win his seventh um, Super Bowl. Seventh Super Bowl. I think he's been to 10 over like a t- over 20 year career. It's just amazing. It's amazing. And it goes to show you that it's not always the best athlete that wins. It's the one who is the most prepared, um, you know, is has the best attitude, work ethic, is diligent and persistent about their work. Not someone who just relies on their talent, but really cultivates that talent and takes every opportunity they get and runs with it and has full confidence in themselves and believes in themselves wholeheartedly. And you see that with Tom. Every place he, I mean, he's only played on two football teams, right? But both places he's been at, he's created a culture of winning. You know, he makes the people around him better. People love to play for him. He seems like a genuinely kind, nice guy, but also has a fire. He like has a deep fire in his belly to want to win, you know? And it's, it's not like he's mistake-free, right? He's throwing interceptions. He's lost Super Bowls, you know? Uh, he's lost in the playoffs, like... He has a bunch of failures and setbacks, but he doesn't keep that in his psyche. He removes it, he lets it go, he resets. Um, And he allows his his habits, his good habits that he's practiced and mastered to let his body take over, right? In sports, you can have a negative mind, a positive mind, or no mind. And really when you're playing, you want no mind. You wanna be in what's called like a flow state where everything just seems natural and it's coming to you, right? Flow state is the optimal uh, zone that a human can be in. And to get to that, you have to train. You have to train your mind and your body. Um, and I think Tom does that at obviously an exceptionally high level. Like he's very diligent um, and, uh, and focused on his training regimen. Um, <clears throat> and so shout out to him. Um, he's one of the most winningest athletes uh, of all time. I think you have to throw like obviously Michael Jordan and LeBron James in that mix. Um, you have to throw Serena Williams in there because she's a, an absolute legend, not only in her sport, but just as an athlete overall, what she's been able to accomplish. Um, my roommate, Joel, reminded me of that when we were speaking about this the other day. Um, and he also reminded me about this person, Michael Phelps. I think people forget about him because he's an Olympian. Then their their sport only happens every four years. Um, but those people are the some of the most winningest this athletes in the history of sports um, and Yogi Berra my dad reminded me of that the other day like I think he won 10, 10 World Series rings um, which is incredible um, and so yeah so shout out to all those all those like amazing high performing athletes to achieve the success they've done and then I mean all of those people have done amazing things on the field but they do even better stuff off the field You know what I mean? Especially like Michael Phelps and Serena Williams and LeBron James. Um, Like, wow, what they're doing off the field um, in terms of trying to help people and uh, and use their status as a celebrity athlete to to change the world for the better, to move the needle forward. Um, Because they're the tip of the arrow at what they do, right? And so they're also doing that, training hard, trying to be the best on a consistent basis over a long period of time while also navigating... um, how to use that to help people for good. And and I think they've done a really amazing job at that. And I'm, I'm inspired by that, um, specifically from those people. Um, so I just want to give credit right where credit's due. Um, there's so many great athletes and it's hard to like think of everyone who's ever played a sport ever and think who are the greatest or the most winningest athletes. Um, it's very hard because some sport individual, some sport are team based, 
Um, you know, some stuff is out of your control as a team. Um, a lot of stuff is out of your control just as an athlete in general. Um, but uh, yeah, so those, those, those folks come to mind specifically after having a conversation with a few different people in my personal life um, about kind of the winningest athletes of, of all time uh, in, in all different kinds of sports. Um, and obviously Tiger Woods, <clears throat> forgot about him. Uh, see, just so many athletes, right? And uh, so amazing. talk about how cold it is <laughs> how cold it's so cold in uh in texas right now so yeah i grew up in i grew up in well i was born in san francisco all right born in say san francisco but it's like 45 minutes out of the city called san mateo and then uh, then i lived in foster city but then we moved here when i was mm, i'm gonna say 12 i might be wrong I might be 11 might be 12 somewhere around then so I went to two years of middle school here at a middle school called Frankfurt. And then I went to high school in Plano. Um, so a lot of, like a lot of warm weather places, right? Good weather type stuff. And then decided to go to South Dakota for university, which is a frozen tundra. And boy, was I not prepared at all for the winters there. Like I was walking to class in temperatures that felt like that were on the dot negative minus 32 degrees not 32 degrees minus 32 degrees felt like that right and I was just not prepared for it um and you don't get used to weather like that um even though I spent four years there in the frozen tundra um best four years of my life by the way met my absolute best friends on the entire planet there they've been on the show a few times I love them to death wouldn't trade the experience for the world it was amazing um, uh, but it was cold. It was really cold. Um, and then after that, I moved back home to Texas for a couple of years. Um, that's when I started wrestling. And then I moved to Philadelphia for two years. Um, and it's cold there too. Uh, that's when I live with Wheeler Yuda. Shout out to Utes. Um, I also live with Mitchell and Ashley who are amazing people. They now live in Austin, Texas. Um, you should follow Mitch on, uh, on social. He's a cook, um, and he can do meals for you. He can do cooking classes. Um, he's a pretty amazing chef. Um, so give him a, give him a look. Um, so I spent two years in, in Philly. Didn't like, didn't like the cold weather there either. Just not a fan of the cold weather, right? Move back to Texas. Love the weather here. There's four distinct seasons for sure. Um, but in the, in the wintertime, it doesn't really get that cold. Um, but right now we're in the middle of a deep, uh, deep, really cold, um, um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. It's really cold. <laughs> I can't think of the words. I'm sorry. Uh, it's really cold right now. It's ac it actually is 28 degrees, um, right now, but it feels like 17 and there was, uh, there was icy roads. Um, there was a really, really bad, um, like hundred car pile up on 35 going towards Fort Worth. Um, it's like just, yeah. So it's really cold right now. I even got my, I got my warm pants on, my warm socks on. Um, and so it's just to say that if you're, if you're living in a cold weather area place right now, you're probably more equipped than we are in, in Dallas. Um, but it's to say, be careful, drive safe, stay warm, stay safe. Um, weather conditions can be 
unpredictable and scary. Um, so do the best you can to stay safe, drive safe, look out for one another. And uh, yeah, cool. <clears throat> and last thing I want to touch on before I get into this article that I want to talk about is um, Justin Timberlake's new movie, which was on um, um, Apple TV. It's called Palmer. Um, it's just an, it's really, if you're a Justin Timberlake fan, if you're not a Justin Timberlake fan, it doesn't really matter. It's an incredible film. Uh, it's about second chances. It's about, um, forgiveness. It's about love. Um, it's about unexpected love. It's about, it's just a really raw movie about human emotion, um, and the struggles that we go through and the perils and the ups and downs of life, but how truly, 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 truly magical um, life can be when, when we find our people, when we find that love, when we're given the chance to of redemption um, and forgiveness. And, and it's just a beautiful story. And uh, I encourage anyone to watch it. It'll make you cry. I cried. Um, but that's... A, pretty normal experience now for me when I watch movies, uh, especially how much rom-coms I watch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I encourage you to give it a watch. Justin Timberlake uh, really does a phenomenal job in the movie. Um, and if you have Apple TV um, and you've already heard me talk about how good Ted Lasso is, um, so give Ted Lasso a chance too. Uh, it's an incredible show. Jason Sudeikis crushes it. Really optimistic movie about coaching and soccer and about life. Um, I'm just really into those kinds of shows right now, as you know, because um, I'm just into that whole mindset, human experience, emotions, um, you know, different people experiencing different things and, and how they overcome and how they survive and how they they live the life they want and deserve and, and how love can transform and, and so many beautiful, amazing things like that. So I encourage you to watch that. Boom. 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 Also, my roommate Joel got a uh, one of those ninja blenders. And so I've been making like these, uh, like these superfood smoothies. So there's some fruit, almond milk, um, like the green athletic green powder, um, some like super green, superfood turmeric type thing. I don't know. Tastes pretty good. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's getting me the nutrients that I need. I've never been like a big smoothie guy because <clears throat> I always don't feel like I'm like, I, I have a trouble like, um, drinking my calories because I never feel like I'm full. Um, but with all like the superfood stuff and the antioxidants and the plant-based stuff and the, the greens, it makes me feel full and I feel a bit refreshed afterwards and make sure I'm getting all my stuff in, you know, in my body. So I recommend doing that. Okay. Let me check the number real quick. See if we're still live. I think we are still live. <clears throat> Should be. Yes. Okay. So we're good. No calls. Obviously, or else you would hurt them. <clears throat> but I want to talk about this article that I saw um, from one of my favorite people. I talked about him um, the last time I did a hotline, um, which should be out if you want to go check it out and watch it. Um, he's uh, His name is Michael Gervais. He's a, uh, a sports psychologist. Um, he works for the Seattle Seahawks, and he does a lot of uh, 
coaching and training with people who are in high stress environments. And he's one of my favorite people to listen to his podcast, which is called Finding Mastery. <clears throat> and just, um, you know, looking at his videos on YouTube and studying from him. I'm actually doing his his course right now. Uh, it's just a mindset course um, called Finding Your Best. I'm doing it right now um, so that I can implement that with the mental performance course and the mental health communicator certification that I got and the life coaching certification and his course. I can combine all four of those to um, to provide the best knowledge and insight to the to the kids that I'm coaching um, and the people that I interact with and this podcast and on my socials. Um, and so, yeah, he also, also has an audible original called compete to create, which is amazing too. Um, so check out any of those things. If you're, if you're looking for a little bit deeper stuff on mindset and optimism and, and confidence, but this article is titled how to stop worrying about what other people think of you. It's huge, right? Um, because, uh, you know, if you want to be your best performer, your best live fully, um, and have an exceptional life, um, you know, it's hard to do that when we have the fear of other people's opinions, right? And so all of us, every single one of us has felt extremely anxious, um, maybe before public speaking or raising our hand in class or walking through a room full of, full of strangers. We felt anxious, we felt small, we felt scared, um, we felt tense because we're just worried about you know, people's opinion of us, about social disapproval, about anything, right? And so it's basically, it's the fear of other people's opinions, which Michael Gervais um, nicely names FOPO. Um, it's just a, you know, it's an irrational and unproductive obsession in the modern world. <clears throat> and it has, it has wildly negative effects uh, on us as people. And we all go through it, right? Every single one of us, um, at some point, we're th gonna think about what other people think about us and it's gonna hold us back. You know, he says here, if you start paying less and less attention to what makes you, you, your talents, your beliefs, your values, and start conforming to what others may or may not think of you, you'll harm your potential. You'll start playing it safe because you're afraid of what will happen on the other side of critique. You'll, be, you'll fear being ridiculed or rejected when challenged you surrender your viewpoint. You won't raise your hand when you can't control the outcome. You won't go for what that promotion because you, you won't go for that promotion because you won't think you're qualified. Yeah, all of us have felt that way, you know? Unfortunately, <clears throat> FOPO is a part of the human condition um, because we're operating with an ancient brain, right? Um, we're craving social approval made, made our ancestor. Uh, yeah. Yep. The desire to fit in and the paralyzing fear of being dislikes undermine our ability to pursue the lives we want to create. I mean, we all feel it's, yeah. But, but there's a solution. If you really want to conquer FOPO, you'll need to cultivate more self-awareness. Everything starts with awareness. You cannot change anything in your life that you might think is lowering the threshold of your life. You cannot change it if you are not aware of it. So you have to bring aware to it. You have to bring awareness to it. <clears throat> 
Okay, so if you want to be your best while being less fearful of people's opinions, you need to develop a stronger and much deeper sense of who you are. That's about developing a personal philosophy. Okay? It's <clears throat> a personal philosophy is just a word or phrase that expresses your basic beliefs and values. <clears throat> he gives an example here. Pete Carroll, who's the coach of Seattle Seahawks, his personal philosophy is always compete. Okay? And that can mean many different things, right? It's always competing means spending every day working hard to get better and reach its fullest potential. This, it's not, a, it's not a, like a platitude or a slogan, right? It's, it's his compass, his guiding force. And it's how he, it's what he filters his actions and his thoughts and his decisions through, right? As a coach, a father, a friend, in every area of your life, it's always compete. <clears throat> My personal philosophy is lead with love and empathy, right? Lead with love and empathy. So I try to filter all of my actions, my decisions um, in my relationships with that personal philosophy in mind. I absolutely do not succeed at it all the time, but it's always in there. This is my personal philosophy. This is my core basic beliefs and value. And I'm trying to, <clears throat> no matter what happens in my external, internally filter all my actions and decisions through that personal philosophy. So, when coming up with a personal philosophy, you can ask yourself a series of questions. <clears throat> Here's one. When I'm at my best, what beliefs lie just beneath the surface of my thoughts and actions? Two, who are people that demonstrate characteristics and qualities that are in alignment with mine? What are those qualities? What are your favorite quotes, your favorite words? Okay, so once you've answered those questions, Circle the words that stand out to you, right? After, you know, cross out the words that don't. Study it. Really think about what you believe in, what your core, core, core values are. You want to make it short, right? Less than 25 words. You want to make it even less than that. You want to make it a sentence, right? It can start, <clears throat> start big and then it just kind of creeps down into what's really, 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 really your, your philosophy, right? Then, sh then draft it. Think about it. This is how you want to live your life. Okay, it's how you want to, to line up with exactly who you are, right? And then once you draft it, share it with a loved one, ask for input, fine tune your philosophy from them, from people who know you, from people who value you. And then commit that philosophy to memory and return to it daily. Yeah, the personal philosophy is huge, right? And and once you find that personal philosophy <clears throat> and you become more and more of yourself in every situation, right? It's easier then to experience new things. Once we start experiencing new things, then we can easily, not easily, but more easily, more easier, well, whatever, find our purpose. And then we have our purpose and we, we, we have that right? When our purpose becomes bigger than our pain, we stick to what we're doing, right? So we have that internal motivation, that internal purpose, and that's our driving force to do what we do because it makes us fulfilled and happy. And then we're, we're living our life through the tenets of our personal philosophy, which we've drafted, memorized, and filter our thoughts and actions through. Because <clears throat> growth and learning, you know, really take place when we're operating at the edge of our capacity. <clears throat> <Yeah. clears throat> 
<clears throat> so I'll leave you with this last little line here. Living in accordance with your personal philosophy will require more effort and power, but the result, which is to authentically and artistically express who you are, will push you to live and work with more purpose and meaning. Exactly what I just said. It's probably because I, you know, I really study Michael Gervais a lot. Um, that's why I'm taking his, his course right now. Um, he's just someone that, that inspired me. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, he works in the, in the professional sports field. He works with, with, uh, different kinds of, with athletes in high stress, high pressure environments. Um, but all the tools and stuff that he talks about can be implemented for anyone in any area of their life. Um, no matter what field you're in, whether you're in business, whether you're in, um, you know, the arts and crafts, whether you're in wrestling, whether you're in sports, whether you're in uh, accounting or teaching or whatever, right? We want to live by this personal personal philosophy, right? And the only way to craft that is to, to kind of answer those questions. Um, think about what words and phrases mean the most to you, what qualities mean the most to you, what people in your life demonstrate those qualities. Start writing these things down, draft them out, cross out the words that don't really stand out and have that, that, that gut feeling for you that means something, right? And then, and then work through it, right? It's not going to be perfect every day, right? You're not going to live through this personal philosophy in every moment all the time, but it's something you can always go back to as who you are as a person, right? And then you can live more authentically and artistically as that person with filtering that stuff through your personal philosophy. You can show up in any environment as yourself, which is really hard, right? Because we're always going to kind of have in the back of our mind maybe about what people might think of us, um, you know, kind of have some anxiety in social situations about this or that, right? But we can overcome those things by really truly understanding ourselves and knowing who we are and knowing how we show up in those situations and knowing that we, we have a purpose um, that's deep and meaningful and then we have a philosophy that we kind of live by to be able to express ourselves. <clears throat> so hopefully I said that in a way that's sort of coherent that you can understand, excuse me, that you can understand the words that I said. Um, but I encourage you, yeah, to just dig a little deeper into that. Um, go listen to some Michael Gervais podcasts. His one with Rich Roll is really good. Rich Roll podcast is my favorite. Hope to be on there. Have Rich on, on my podcast um, one of these days. Um, but yeah, this always, 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 this podcast is, is, a, is an invitation to, to try and go dig deeper into your own life. Um, some of this stuff is, is general. Um, some of the stuff is a little specific. Like I try to give you actionable tools, not just fluff, right? Some actionable tools to go and write down and, and take into your own life and then, and then dig deeper and how it really, what it means to you and, and what, uh, means to you and your life and your relationships and your unique experience. Um, but I mean, the hotline will be open for another 20 minutes, but in terms of, um, content that I have to speak about today, <clears throat> that's it. Um, but you know, as always, I uh, appreciate you listening. Um, appreciate you taking the time out to listen or watch. It means a great deal to me um, because I know your time is valuable and you're spending it on me, with me. Um, and so that's amazing. A few housekeeping things. Jacksonstone.net is live. Go subscribe to that website. Um, you'll get a 25% off one-time coupon for the store. <clears throat> and you'll be signed up to the newsletters, which... Every Tuesday, you'll get a, an email about the po a new podcast being released. And every Friday, you'll get like random thoughts um, from me. Um, it's just kind of what I've been pondering throughout the week. And I'll send you a, 
an email about that. Um, you're not going to get spammed with anything. They're very um, short, quick, tight emails that you can digest and kind of read and take into your day. So I encourage you to go sign up for jacksonstone.net. Um, go to youarelovelife.com and sign up for those as well. Um, you know, new merchandise all the time. There's a donation button. Um, there's a get involved space um, and new merch. Um, and uh, you'll get a mental health tip of the week every Monday if you subscribe to those that newsletter. Um, and then head over to shopforeverybody.com and sign up for that uh, newsletter as well. You'll get an uh, email every Wednesday uh, about new merch being released or some social causes that are happening or things we're planning as a brand or new things that we're trying to do with our philanthropic model. Um, and so those are kind of the three three websites there with... with um, you know, with uh, with new let with newsletters and and email stuff that I would I would really encourage you to um, to subscribe to. It's really good stuff. Um, and then yeah, if you want even deeper access, exclusive content, personalized videos, cameos, Zoom hangouts, Skype sessions, um, go and head over to my Patreon and, and sign up for that. <clears throat> but that's it. I'm not going to bug you with any more of that promotional content. Um, this podcast will remain free forever. Um, cause it's something that I truly, truly enjoy doing. I truly enjoy talking to you and connecting with you and, uh, and reading and, and exploring new information and trying to present it to you in a way that's understandable and digestible. Um, and if you have any, um, uh, um, um, ideas, sorry, uh, ideas for guests, that would be amazing for the show. I would love that. Um, I'm actively seeking out, trying to find really cool people to be on this podcast, because um, I love having those kinds of conversations. It's really what this is about. Um, so if you have any of those, hit me up, DM me, or comment on the YouTube pod uh, or on the YouTube videos. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much. Cheers. Have a great night. Uh, I love you all. Grateful for you all. Much love. Take good care. 